So Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says these words. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over all the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So let us make man that is human, human, not male or female yet, just man. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. It's not a sex. Man is a spirit. So in other words, when God created man, he created this human spirit. Are we together? Okay. So he created this human spirit. And this is what he said to that human spirit uh, in verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Now, listen to me. Now he, he made man. He made man in 26. Now he's going to create man. Now that man is made, the human spirit, he's going to put that man, the human spirit, inside two different bodies. Inside two different bodies. The spirit is not male or female. The bodies are. Right? The spirit is God, human, God in human. But now he's going to put it in male and female, right? So then God created him male and female. He created them. So now we got human inside man and woman. Okay? So now, then he said to both of them, please take note of this. He did not just say this to men. He said it to women. What did he say? He said, be fruitful to man and woman. Multiply to man and woman. Fill the earth and subdue it to both men and women, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing. He said it twice now. But he said it to men and women, and you got to understand this, so you don't just marry somebody who's just looking for one person to control. All right? So Genesis 2.18, y'all ready for this? Genesis 2.18 says, "And And the Lord said, it is not good, we're skipping some stuff. So God says right here, it's not good for this male man to be all one. In other words, God has decided to put the vision of the earth, every person that would be born, everything that would happen on earth, he decided to put that in the male man. You can't change this at the Supreme Court. doesn't matter who votes on it. He put it all in the male man. So he said, he's not saying it's not good for a man to not have sex. He's not saying that it's not good for a man to have, not have children. He is saying that everything I put in this man, I got to bring it out, but it's got to make sense when it comes out. So when, when we give birth to something, it needs to be in the right order or what we have birthed, birthed to bless us can kill us. Am I making sense at all? So it's not good for everything in this man to stay in him. So what I'm going to do, well, it says, it says it's not good that man should be alone. And that alone word, you got to read, you got to read your Bible. Then you got to pray in the Holy Ghost, please. Cause all these Bibles are wrong. All of them, all of them. That's why you got the Holy Ghost. You got to understand that every Bible and every translation was written to train you in some sort of way that may not agree with the Holy Ghost. So when they wrote the word all one, they took a whole, they took a whole derivative, a whole statement and made it one word. But the true words are not all one. I'm not alone. What he said was, it's not good for this man to be all one without help. 
So it's not good for a man who has a vision, who has a calling, who has something in him that God showed him. It's not good for him to be all one. It's not good for him to be inside himself, but he, so he has to have help to do it. Say it with me. Every man needs help. And every woman needs somebody she can help. Okay? If she can't find nobody she can help, she's going to be frustrated. Okay, here, here, I'm, here I'm coming. Here I'm coming right now. So, so, so now he says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. Adam is watching the elephants have help. He's watching all the insects have help, but he's not finding any help comparable to him. So God had to make someone comparable to him, someone who understood him, someone who met sexually, mentally, emotionally, but she's called help. She's called help. She's called help. God is not going to send you a companion, brother. He's going to send you help. And you got to find a way to fall in love with your help. Great, great marriages, great marriages are not built on love. They're, they're built on understanding what marriage is. Do you know you can decide to love anybody? I, I mean, some of y'all, some of us, it's kind of like, what are we doing? Because all that stuff they tell you to look for, all these stupid shows, all this stuff that's out here, you end up with somebody and three months later, you'd be like, hey, what is this? You know, she could spend three hours getting dressed and don't know how to listen to you for three minutes to understand what's in your head. So we, we have to understand your companion is really your help. And if you don't want a man, if you, don't, if you want a man, that's all he going to do is spend his whole time looking at you. If he spends his whole day looking at you, it means he doesn't have a vision. He doesn't have a calling. He doesn't have anything big in his head. Amen. Amen. And you think you want to train this dude. You think you want to train this dude. You think you want to get him in out of his mom and daddy's house into your house so you can train him to just take care of you. Just a few months later, you're going to realize, you're going to be waking up and saying, what are you going to do today? Wait, I'm going with you. Whatever you're doing is what I'm going to do. You're going to be like, dude, you got to get a life. He says, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. All that, all that stuff happens before you get married. You can't, yo, bae, if I'm, no, I'm talking to you. If you're really looking for a bay, a real bay. Your bay is not like the rest of these bays out here. Your boo is not like the rest of the boos out here. The girl you're looking for is not twerking on Instagram. I mean, I don't think. I don't think that's who you're looking for. By the way, when she's twerking on Instagram, every man is having sex with her. Anyway, Genesis 2, 21. No, no. Mm-mm. Back in the church, you know, sometimes... I love preaching. So sometimes when people are listening to Pastor Nell, it don't bless them at all. But I love the modulation. I love, I love old school. I love back when the saints were really teaching us. And even our Bible studies, they would preach and hum and uh, melodically bring us into theory. But those old church mothers, 
Vanita might know a little bit about this. You AG people were the same. Them old church mothers will be sugar, pull your dress down. Cover that up. I saw that boy looking at you. Ha! Then they try to cast the devil out of you. And you be like, I ain't got no devil. They say, yes, you do. You got a devil in there. They may have called it a devil, but what they were really saying is you have a desire that's getting ready to get you in trouble. Right? And sometimes, sometimes when we're unmarried but not single yet, we have some desires that could get us in trouble. You don't want everything you attract. So watch this now. And the Lord God, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. Ooh, so good. I don't want to get stuck here. I just want you to read it. And he took one of the ribs. He took something out of Adam. He took something out of him. He took something out of Adam. The woman you marry is going to rub you the wrong way. If you don't realize God took her out of you, he built her from your desire. He built her from your love for the world, for your vision. So if she's really out of you, she's going to be the reflection of where your vision is. And sometimes that might be frustrating to you. Sometimes you'd be like, get off my neck. (laughs) Can a man just come home to his own house? And get a TV dinner and just sit down. No, that woman is your rib. She is like, how did it go today? What can I help you with? I just came home to rest. No, sweetheart, you told me your vision was for this. Today you went to work for somebody else. But you told me your vision was for this. So I'm asking you first, how was your day? Now what we going to do now from 6 to 12, midnight? Because we got to work on your vision. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you get someplace. Anyway, and Adam slept. He's asleep. And he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh. Don't want to get stuck there either. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought the woman out of Adam's rib to him. And Adam started talking. God ain't talking here. This is Adam. Adam said... This is now bone of my bone. He's making a recognition. February, we'll get here. He's making a recognition that this woman came out of me. This one is built for me. This one is called to me. So she's bone of my bone. She's flesh of my flesh. So I'm going to call her the man with the womb. The man that's able to carry something till maturity. The man that's able to give birth to some things because I can't. It was never my job to give birth to some things. So even if you ain't married, brother, if you got a business, you need to get you some women up in there. Because women are designed, I'll get to it later, they're designed to carry and give birth to things into maturity. That's the anointing that's on them. So Adam said, now this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Therefore, listen, therefore a man shall cleave to his A man shall leave his father and mother's house. We already explained that. I can get back to it again in February. And be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Here's the big part. And they were both naked and the man and his wife and were not ashamed. What is a man? What is a man? I'll give you three things that a man is. Okay. 
A man is really, and I'll put this under one category, a man is a seed giver. He's a seed giver. He's a seed giver. He's, he's there to give the seed a vision, <laughs> the seed that makes babies, the seed that makes vision, the seed that makes things come to pass. He's a seed giver, which means he's a progenitor. He's the first that lays out something. You, 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 my brother, you've got to understand who you are before you meet the right girl. Because if you give the, wrong, if you give the right seed to the wrong woman, you will, you know, there's a possibility that you could give birth to a Frankenstein. You, you, you could give birth to something that should not have been created. <laughs> something we don't need here on the earth. We just didn't need that. And you know now, you know you good seed. You know you good seed, my brother. You were born in the house of God. You were raised in the house of God. And you go outside the house of God, get a Jezebel with all this stuff. And you didn't know to the honeymoon for real that when she started taking it all off, it wasn't who she really was. But now you done gave a seed to a woman that can only give birth to evil. Good seed in bad ground is going to gain the nutrients from the ground it was planted in. So you've got to be careful. And young lady, you got to know before you open your head, your heart, and your legs to receive seed. That the seed is appropriate for your womb. Are y'all, are we okay? I can't watch y'all. I can't see you. I'm just in here with my staff and my loved one. He's progenitor, seed giver, vision. He's protector, which means anything he gives seed to. He's going to protect it. You mess with a man's pregnant wife and you get ready to die. You mess with a man's vision and something's getting ready to happen to you. He will protect it. He will honor it. He will be there to make sure it's watched over. He will hover over what he gives seed over. He'll cover it. And see, men, that's why we have to raise our boys. We have to raise our boys to understand that when they marry someone, that when they find a girlfriend, when they find, when they get engaged, whoever this person is they're going to be married to, she's going to expand. She's not going to be the same person you married three years later. She's going to be changing and expanding. And no matter what happens outside your house, you protect your wife. You guard her. You guard her from everybody. You guard her from anyone that's trying to disrupt because that's where you put your seed. You cover your ground. You don't have the right to sow in my garden. Okay. I'll, okay. I know all you men. Okay. There are some things you're okay having a man substitute for you. <laughs> if your wife has... A flat. You're okay with AAA coming to change the tire. I'm good with that. Um, you, might, you might be good with someone coming to fix the carpet in the house. Right? But there are just some things I don't want to delegate. <laughs> there are some things that other men should not be able to sow in your ground. Quiet up in here. He shouldn't have the right to plant seed. 
No man has the right to plant seed in my son or daughter's heart that I don't agree with. This is my garden. This is the place where I've decided to make beauty. This is the place that I've decided to cover. This is the place I've decided to protect. Because it's my place. Girl, you need to understand. Your man, if he doesn't have teeth, we can buy teeth. We can even grow hair. Can't we? We got stuff that can grow hair. Right? We can, we can do all that. You need to find out, is he a progenitor? Is he, is he a protector? Will he stay home when he wants to run? And see, all this stuff I'm talking about is the stuff we can't know. We have to have other people around us who've known him. And say, yeah, he looks, he looks clean, but uh, uh, we got some stuff in our history. The last thing he is, is he is a provider. And I got a million of these, but I'll just give you three. He's a provider. He's not just going to give the seed. Hold on. Girl, if you think you're bae now, you found him. And he got two, three kids he's not taking care of now. He is not your bae. Well, I don't think he is. Well, you're judging me, Pastor. I'm not judging you. I'm talking to the girl who likes you right now. I'm talking to her. I ain't even talking to you. Well, I'm mad at you. That's good. Tell her you're mad at me so she can go about her business. But if you got children you do not protect and provide for, you should stay unmarried. Don't create more chaos for us in this world. So whenever you create, if you create something with a woman and every woman's womb is clean, God talked to us and showed us when he had the prophet marry a, a prostitute. Okay. Every woman's womb is clean once she's sanctified by the man in her life. If you're not protecting the womb, the ideas and the place to give birth to it, you need to come to a church like AWC so somebody can show you how to become a man. So what does a man need? I got to move on. What does a man need? I'm going to give you one thing he needs. Please get this right. He doesn't, he doesn't need sex as much as you think. What he needs is respect. He needs to feel like He's your superhero in a cape. <laughs> he needs to feel like, wow, uh, you need him and he's fulfilling the need. Now, it can't, it's got to be both now. You can't, you can't be needy around him all the time. That's going to subliminally tell him he's not fulfilling any needs in your life. Every man, your two-year-old boy needs respect. You have to talk to him in a certain way. Because now he's deciding, if you're his bae, he's deciding where he's going to be weak. He's deciding where he's going to be vulnerable. And I'm telling you, if he can't be vulnerable with you, because it's a need, anybody who asks him at work, how you doing today? How you doing today? Your copier's not working? How you like your coffee? Anyone that does that to him, I don't know why the organ came on, but... If he played that organ, it means he's preaching to you. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're doing back there. <laughs> he's making a decision about where, because he can't be vulnerable everywhere. 
If he does, he'll be a pansy and everybody will use him. He's, he's slow. He's weak. He's all these things. Now, there are some men who are weak. Just make sure you don't marry him. The scripture says it's not good for a man to be alone. I think some men need to be left alone. Leave them alone and let their rice cook. If they're not there yet, ask them to go to a certain church in your city where men are being mentored so that they can be raised up. I'm getting behind. Number two, what is a woman? Mm -mm. What is a woman? A woman is a receiver incubator. <laughs> she's a receiver incubator. Your two-year-old is already doing this. If she's a girl, she's already doing this. Now, let me remind everybody, a woman is the same as Adam, just different. She's the same. There's no lesser. They're both equal in God. They just have two different responsibilities, right? Right? They're the same, but they're different. What is a woman? She's a replicator, which means her job is to take whatever's given to her and do what no one else can do with it. She's going to take it. She's going to multiply that thing. She's going to make it big, huge. Then she's going to give birth to it. It's coming out. Whatever you give her, whether it's seed, a comment, a house, a car, she's going to take whatever you give her, brother, She's going to take whatever you give her. She's going to receive it. She's going to multiply it. She's going to make it real big, and then she's going to bring it back to you and tell you to provide for it. She's going to give it to you so that you can protect it. Hmm? So if it's a seed, she's going to take that little bitty invisible thing, turn it into a seven and a half pound baby. It's going to be pumped out to you, and at that place, they're going to give that baby to you and say, here you go, Dad. Protect this. Provide for this forever. If you're a woman, the worst place to be is now you've misinterpreted this man and he was able to sleep with you. But once you gave birth to what was in his mind or in his loins, that's when he walks away. And you don't want to be in that position. That's why you've got to understand what a man is. She's going to give it to you. If it's a seed, she's going to give her a cardboard box. When you come home in the evening, she will turn that thing into a house. If you plant the seed of frustration in your wife, she's going to take that seed. She's going to multiply and replicate that seed. Then she's going to give birth to this thing that you thought was little. Now it's going to be seven and a half pounds, 19 inches, breathing and crying. And she's going to put it back in your lap to take care of. So you're going to have to understand that whatever you give her, she's going to give back to you. Question is, my brother, when you're looking for bae, how much of that do you want to manage? How, how, how much of that do you want to manage? Y'all, y'all can't even, y'all dating right now. Y'all talking on the phone. Y'all just Instagramming, whatever y'all doing. Y'all just doing that and you can't get her to agree on where you're going to eat. What's going to happen when y'all decide to buy a house? What's going to happen when y'all decide to do business? What's going to happen? I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Y'all can't even, y'all can't even agree. Y'all can't even agree on what to put in the fried rice when you get to the restaurant. 
You ain't got enough money but for one meal, and now you can't even agree on what the meal is. Well, I'm different. Well, I'd like, listen, that ain't bae. How you know, Pastor Martin? I know. I know what happens when you're dealing with an ant. It's just going to be multiplied when there's an 800-pound gorilla in the room. When you get ready to make a big decision and you guys can't come together about that decision, if the best thing in your marriage is sex, it's really not a marriage. The greatest thing in your marriage is what's produced. Nobody has a business where they got 800 people and they just come to work, Lenny. They just come to work, and at the end of the day, you done had a million-dollar day that you paid for people to work, and ain't nothing come off the assembly line. And Jesus said, you're always going to have the unproductive among you. But don't pour oil on them. He said, this lady did what was right. She poured oil on me. You always have unproductive people around you. But the oil doesn't go to unproduction. The oil goes the anointing. The anointing goes to places where, listen, you, nobody got to know your marriage. But if your marriage is anointed and there's oil pouring in it, sooner or later, everybody will see the power in this marriage. Am I making sense at all? I think I am. She's a responder. I think you get that. She's a, she's a replicator. She's a responder. She's going to respond to what's happening around her. She's going to sense. You don't even see. You don't even see what's happening around you, brother. It takes a woman. It takes a woman. It takes a woman. It takes a wife. My wife says, I would be particular about her if I were you. I just learned over years. I don't even ask why. I don't ask what happened. I just say, yes, absolutely. She sees, feels. Now, okay, so brothers, you can talk about an oil change, and in the next minute, you can talk about paint on the wall. And they're two different projects to you. To her, they're all the same. They're all connected. <laughs> he has sections and boxes in his mind, and he doesn't want paint to touch the toilet. He, don't, he wants them separate. It gets overwhelming. She connects it all. She sees your whole life. Well, Martin, I, I know you're thinking about doing this, but you might ought to get up at 8 tomorrow morning. Well, that's an hour later. Well, you might want to get up at 8. Just stay in the bed and just rest. And I'm like, oh, girl, I'm up. I'm up at 530. I'm running. About 2 o'clock, I've had it. And I'm like, don't put no people in front of me. She knew that. She knew I had two meetings in the morning that would take a lot of my emotional energy. She saw the whole day coming together. How many of you men online need a woman like that? You need a woman that cares enough about you to be able to, you know, and maybe you guys, two kids, y'all got three, oh, y'all ain't got none. So our children were young once, and it was a Sunday morning, and I didn't know what to wear. I didn't, I didn't know. I couldn't pull anything together. So I, I said, honey, can you help me pull my suit together? And so... I asked the third time. She said, sit down right there. Sit down right there. And I'm like, why am I sitting here? I was sitting next to Josh. Little boy, I'm sitting next to him. Just sit down on the couch. She said, I got to take care of Callie. I'm going to tell her what to wear. Then I'm going to take care of Josh. I'm going to tell him what to wear. Then I'll get to you. I'm like, what is this? 
She said, well, those two came out of you, so I got to make them the priority now. And then I'll help you find a suit. I was mad. I went on to the closet, got dressed myself in the dark, looked a mess that Sunday in church. But that's what, you're, that's what a woman is able to do. Am I making sense? She is a resource. Let me tell you about the word female. Female is the derivative that really means twin of God. Yeah, look it up. Female means just like God. Adam is ish from God, but she is more like him. That's why she sees the whole universe twirling at the same time. That's why she knows every detail about everything. Your wife's not nosy. Your girlfriend isn't nosy. She's just in touch. She sees the whole world revolving. She knows why planets don't crash. She can direct all seven children and your life and your business. Then go to work and do everything. That is natural for her. So, like God... She is in touch with the entire universe. She can feel it all at the same time. That's an amazing thing. So here's her need. Lord, help me, please. There is her, this is her need. Because women will not put up with miscarriages. If she has a miscarriage, you're going to have to watch over her because she's not built for it. She's not built for something dying halfway. When we could walk on with our lives, our wives, our girlfriends, our daughters, they like to finish stuff. They like to see it completed. They want to see it at the end, dressed up in a bow, and everybody saying, that's amazing work, sweetheart, you did. So when they lose something, when the child dies before it's born, when there is a miscarriage, you really got to cover her. You need a man, girl, I'm telling you, who knows how to cover, who knows how to understand that there is nothing like a woman giving birth. That child is her. So she needs security. She needs to know you love her. And brother, don't look for a bay until you know you can love them. Until you know you can love them till the end. Regardless of how they change mentally, emotionally, physically, you gotta be, it's got to be a guy that understands he's got to make her secure. Do you, love, do you love me? Do you love me? Are you committed to me? Am I the only woman in your life? Am I the person that has this place in your life? It can't be filled by anyone else. Am I her? Am I her? Am I her? Am I her? And you got to find so many different ways to tell her that every day. You got to prove it to her every day. Well, aren't you, aren't you, are you insecure? She's not insecure. She just needs to be secure. Do you understand the difference? She's not insecure. She just needs you to secure her. She needs, she needs, she needs all of your sign-ins on all of your online stuff. <laughs> she needs to, honey, let me borrow your phone. This is my phone. Listen, girl, if I rob. If, uh, if he is guarding, if, if, he, if he says he's going to sleep tonight and study, 
and you feel the urge to drive by and make sure there's not another familiar car in the driveway, we, we got to find another bay. Something's going, <laughs> something's going on. If he keeps his phone in his pocket at restaurants when you're eating with him, this might not be the right guy. Now, listen to y'all. Listen to y'all. We got a bunch of elders around here. They'll be glad to talk to you. I got 35 years in it. Don't call me. Don't call me. I ain't coming. Well, pastor, you know, he do. I, listen, we told you. We told you. We told you. We told you. Told you. Told you. You were just where Pastor Linnell said you had to get married. It had to be now. It's just like, it, oh, I better not say that at all. Sometimes, sometimes people, sometimes people lose an election 60 times, but you still voting for them. Sometimes people have lost. They've proven to you they lost. They've proven to you it's over. And now you're going to elect them and bring them in your house. They've already lost a house, a couple cars, and they done had 10 girlfriends. But you're going to vote for him to be the leader of your house. What is this? I'm, I'm in people's business. I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave that. I'll leave that. One evening of security, one evening of security where you say, I, you know what? Okay. I think we need to change a few things. I think we need to add something to the marriage vows. I think we need to add, and I'm, and I'm getting to my second point. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to my third point. I got to move on. I'm getting to my third point, which is, am I a single forever? Question mark. Question mark. I think we should add some things to our marriage vows. I think we should add, I promise, to only change in positive ways. I commit to making myself better every day. I commit to not getting worse on you. I commit to growing up in several areas of my life. I will continue to progress, but I'll continue to progress in a great way. In other words, I commit to continue to be single. I'm a lifelong learner in myself. If you're going to be single forever, if you're going to be single forever, you got to understand the power of singleness. When you become single, you're separate, you're, you're whole, you're complete, you're living a life that's in you. Now you're looking for someone who can join that life with you, two whole people. Now we got a marriage, right? So why is that? Singleness is the foundation for every marriage. Pastor Nell said it. Singleness is the foundation for every marriage, and singleness needs to be your life's work. This is your life's work. So, honey, I promise. Can I, can I, can I tell y'all this? I've only done, I don't know, 75 or so weddings. Not a whole lot. 75 or so weddings. And this is what I can tell you. In over 90% of the weddings I do, I watch them afterwards. And I find out that there is either one or both of them that stop working on themselves after the wedding. They stop and they say, they say, uh, 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 unlearned phrases. Shoot, they're just ignorant. They say stuff like, well, we're working on our marriage now. No such thing. The best thing you can do for your marriage, you have to work on yourself every day. 
Because that spouse is going to be a reflection of who you are and will help you understand what you got to work on all the time. Because a woman says what's in her heart, but a man will be talking about what's on his mind. On his mind all the time. What's on his mind? What's on his mind? What's on his mind? Do you love me, sweetheart? Yes, I love you. That's why I'm talking to you about what's on my mind. The reason I'm talking to you is because I love you. Otherwise, I'm so vulnerable and I'm talking to you about this big dream and I'm scared of it. So if I come home and tell you, I can't tell them at work. If I tell them at work about my big dream, they're going to fire me. They're not going to give me two weeks. Y'all know when people say, you know, I think I'm going to look for a new job. Uh, I need two weeks. I'm giving you a two week notice. They said we're giving you a two hour notice. Two hours. Get your stuff out of the desk and going about your business. They'd be ready to be done with you. So I don't tell nobody at work. I don't tell my friends because I'm scared of it. It's too big for me. The reason I came to you is because I don't just want that wound between your legs. I want that wound between your ears. I want that wound between your ears. I want that wound in your heart. I want that wound in your mind because I don't know how to get here. I don't know how to do this, and I'm not supposed to know how to do this. I'm supposed to come to you, lay with you, sleep with you, Kiss you, share with you, be vulnerable with you, and now you can give birth to it. Y'all, leave these silly grown girls at home. Don't marry her until she's a mother. Okay, okay. Oh, God. Yup, listen. Don't, you don't marry a wife. You don't marry a husband. You marry a father. Leave him at home. Till his daddy turns him into a father. If she, if she talking to you like, yeah, let's get married. And then we'll talk about children. What? We're going to get married first. Then we're going to talk about kids. We're going to get married first. Then talk about a business. We're going to get married first and then talk about college. We're going to get married first and then talk about building a house. No, you got to talk about that first because they won't progress at the speed you think. They'll be a wife for 30 years until her womb dries up, can't carry nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pastor Nell did this. She opened this up. I can't hoop. Uh-huh. I just talked to you. His mind will dry up. Because you didn't make him make a decision before. If he is not a father, if he's not talking about, watch his conversation. Watch, watch his conversation. Uh, honey, I just love you. I'm so ready to be a husband. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Let him keep talking. Until he comes to you and say, I want to have beautiful children with you. It's like, oh, really? What does that mean to him? He's not just talking about being a husband now. He's talking about being a father. When a man makes the switch, he's talking about being at home. He's talking about passing 3,000 cars between his job and his woman. He's talking about building something now. When he starts thinking father, he starts thinking kingdom. Now, now when he says, I, got, I think I got names for our kids. I can, I can see my, I can feel my kids in my spirit. Now we're getting close to marriage. If she is talking about, mm -mm, I'm a career woman. I don't even know about children, but I sure do love you, brother. 
Go somewhere else. Get your, don't die without your seed reproducing. I'm not sure I want kids. Then you sure you don't want me. I am out. Why? Because I'm a man. I got to produce something. And I'm going to love the woman I produce with. Sorry. I don't care if her arms are chopped off, her legs are chopped off, and nobody likes her. I'm telling you, I'm going to take a woman that I decide to love, and I'm going to produce with her because I'm a man. I'm not stuck in Seven Magazine. I don't watch these award shows. I'm not in love with some 120-pound skinny girl with no brains in her head. That is not what this is about. Quiet up in here now. I'm trying to build a nation. And I need a woman that someone has sat down and put in a position that I can do that with. Am I making sense at all? So, so now, here, here it is. Let's, let's just get to this. Y'all are like, oh my God, Pastor, when are you getting to it? I'm getting to it. So where's my bay? Now that we know what we're looking for. <laughs> we're looking for a woman who can become a mother. Well, she can't have physical children, Pastor. That's not what I'm asking you. Is she willing to be a mother to ideas? Is she willing to be a mother to a dream? Is she willing, is she willing to open her mind and help you develop something? That's where the power comes from. So where are they? A good woman, a good woman, a good woman, and and I have a whole list, but only three today. A good woman, where do I find her? You're going to find a good woman serving God with others. That girl don't like church and you do. She ain't volunteering. Is she asking you now why you're giving so much? Dude. Go, listen, you can't change that about her. You can't unteach that ignorance. She doesn't value what you value. Ruth was serving Naomi and she was serving. Where am I going to find my husband, Callie asked years ago. I said, he's in the house of God. Don't you bring no boy up in this house talking about, yeah, I serve all the gods. No, he going to get shot in my house. Yeah, all of them, all of them. It's just God. God is a he, God is a she. You know, God, he's just God. He's a God of the universe. We don't know. Uh, Well, what about church? Mm -mm, I don't believe in church. I just believe everybody wants your money. I I wouldn't even talk to him. I would look at my daughter and ask her, what in the world would you think you could bring this sorry man into my house? I am not coming to your house to visit my grandchildren who don't know who they are because this fool don't know who he is. That's awful strong, pastor. Listen to me. I ain't your pastor first. I'm a husband first and I'm a father second. All I care about. And because you're part of AWC, your family is all I care about. You're my family. I want you to understand how we're building this thing. Am I making sense? She should be serving God and serving others. You should see her being kind. Yes. 
You should see her taking care of the babies. You should see her in high school fighting for the special needs kid in the hallway. You should see her loving her neighbors. You should see her praying for the kids serving at the restaurant. You should see her giving her time at places where she's just loving people. Because if she won't love people, you can't convince her to love you. Loving has to be a part of her gift. If the girl you love and you're calling her your bae and she's mean all the time to everybody, really? Number two, moving on, moving on. I can say a whole lot about that. The girl, the bae you're looking for, she should be not looking for you. She should be working on herself. If you see a girl and you meet her at the restaurant, she's all put together, makeup, hair, shoes, everything. Make sure you walk her to her car. Why? You want to see if the car is clean. Is she getting dressed in the car? It, the car can have rust on it. I'm not talking about that. Is it washed? What is going on in her life? You got a sister, my brother. Send your sister to her house. Because your sister knows you. Is her house clean? She's working out. Her body looks great. But when she comes home, are her, her clothes all sweaty all over the place as she washing them? Your sister will find out what her relationship with toothpaste is. These, these are issues. She should be in school. Avoid women who are looking for a rescuer. If she is not working on herself, she is not your bae. Because I'm telling you, that's what I want, Pastor. I want a woman that's waiting for me. I want to take care of her. I want to, I want to feed her. I want to do it. Idiots marry like that. Because it only takes a month or a few years where that girl is like, you said you were going to take care of me. These are the things I want. You're not providing them for me. He never could. He was never designed to provide all that for you. He was never supposed to give you what you want. You are in a safe environment with him so that you can get what you want. You're covered so that you can discover your dream. You're covered so that you can go after what God put in you in a safe place. And brother, you can't, you can't walk away from a woman who's strong. Only a weak man walks away from a bay who's strong. You want her to know herself. You want her to know what she's going. You want her to know what her desires are. You want her to be going after him. So when you say, hey, bae, she'd be like, she takes a quick look at you. She's back on course. That if you want her, you got to chase her. Too many women allow a man to marry her and he's dressed up like Inspector Gadget. He got his hat on, his coat on. He's all buttoned up. He got his shoes on. He got galoshes on. He's got everything on. You can only see his eyes. And most of the time he's got shades on too. You don't know who he is. And then when you see this dude, you start undressing. 
You start undressing. You be like, oh, he dressed up. I'll start undressing. I'll give him a little bit of this. I'll give him a little bit of that. He's still all hat, coat, gloves, galoshes on. He, he, he is expecting you to get naked. No, when he finds you, he needs to be butt naked. You're supposed to be clothed. Keep your mask on, your shades on, your hat on, your coat on, girl. When he catches you, he needs to be naked and you can see a stretch of clothing behind him. How do you do it? I'm stuck here, Josh. How do you do it? When he calls you, don't answer. Even if you want to answer. Make him take that outer coat off. Make him take that shell off. Make him take his mask off. Make him get vulnerable. Because if he doesn't get vulnerable before the wedding, he will not get vulnerable after the wedding. Say it with me. He need to be naked. Now, naked is not a word in the Midwest. Y'all use the word naked. But because I played college sports, when the coach would call the play and he would call 3605 naked, we knew what naked meant. It meant without specialty. It meant without razzle-dazzle. We're not going to trick them on this one. We're going to run them right. We're going to run the ball right down their throat. Naked. And when the team would hear the coach say naked, we knew that the coach was dependent on us to get this play done. The coach is saying, I'm going to tell them what the play is, but it's not going to stop y'all from doing something. And I'm telling you, that should be our marriages. Our marriages should be naked and not ashamed. We should be naked and not ashamed. Everybody can know what we're trying to do. Everybody can understand what we're trying to do, but it won't stop us from doing it. That's the plan of God. What I say about her? What I say about her? What I say about her? She's got to be improving herself. She's got to be turning herself into who she wants to be. Not who you want her to be. If she has the guts, Josh, to turn herself into what she wants to be, it means she understands vision for herself. It means she's willing to ignore everything around. It means she doesn't care how she grew up, what people said. She's just saying, I know I can be this. That's what you want. I'm telling you right now, men, you can marry a wagon that you're dragging. Now, okay, okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't know how big your head is. I don't know how big your head is. I don't know how big your head is. But if you're a man with a big head, you got a lot going on up here. You need a woman with a big machine up here. She, she, she needs a machine in her head. She can't be, stop talking to me about this. Ooh, we. I can't talk to you. Okay, so I'm, I, I married you so I could talk to you. So I'm a, you couldn't have meant that. You were mad. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like Arnold in the movie. I'll be back. Because <laughs> it's in my head all the time. So I'm going to come back to you and talk to you again. You turned me away for months. 
I'm going to find somebody to empty these thoughts to. Even if you're worn out, just help me organize them. Write them down for me and say, look, look, Martin, this is what Linnell did. She said, look, you've mentioned these 12 items to me in the last three months. <laughs> so, so what I did, what I did, Martin, is I organized all 12 of these things into three categories. Here it is. And right now, I tell you, I said to her, let's just stop. Let's go to the bedroom. It turned me on in such a way. Is that too much for y'all? It was such a turn on to me. Okay, I'm sorry. The unmarried people are like, Pastor, can you move on from that? <laughs> Three categories with everything listed under them. She said, and because I know you, I think this might be your priority. Because if you build this one, Martin, you can stack that one on top of it. Then you can stack that one on top of that. I said, oh, my God. That makes so much sense. But I had girls that were my friends that I could never say, I'm going to be rich. I just don't know how. You ain't going to. Oh, wow. You are so cute and stupid. This is dumb. What am I doing? <laughs> then I asked God, I want a beautiful, fine, smart wife. Ladies and gentlemen, I got more <laughs> than I could ask for. Who is she? Ask her. Who are you, sweetheart? Well, I'm just a woman looking to get married. Mm-mm. Who are you? Where are you going? Why does it look like your life stopped progressing? Why you're at this job that's not promoting you? Because if I decide, so quiet up in here. Because if I decide to quit my job, I want to know how you're going to respond to it. When I decide I got a master's degree in sports administration and sports management, I'm doing well. I'm on the trajectory to the NFL and being a personal manager. If that's me and I tell you in Omaha, I tell you in Omaha, uh, I'm leaving the university. I'm going to stop working with D1 athletes. I'm going to stop making the visits to the NFL. I'm going to stop putting out resumes for the transfer. What are you going to, I need to know now what you're going to do. And the only way I can do that is if while I'm on a date, I change your ice cream. I ordered you some ice cream. <laughs> and it's an ice cream, it's not your favorite. I wanna see how you react to it. If you try the ice cream, we might be working with gas. If you complain, turn into something else, refuse to eat the ice cream, and now we got problems all night? No, no. It's not gonna work. You're not the bay for me. That's too much. Last one for a woman. Where is she? Where is she? She's surrounded by wisdom. She is surrounded by wisdom and she's receiving applied knowledge. Where do I look for her? Look at the girl in your church 
in your school, wherever you are, look for the girl who's always talking to older women. She is taking food to older women. In the hallway at church, she's talking to older women. She is sitting down. She's getting wisdom. She's listening to the elders. Ruth was sitting at the feet of Naomi saying, what should I do about this? Well, she's old. She doesn't understand. The woman you're talking to may not have Instagram. She don't need Instagram. She got Insta Holy Ghost. She knows God. And she knows men don't change. You got to find this girl listening to her mama. She is listening to her father. She is around people. She's at home on Friday and Saturday night. If I ain't got nowhere to go, if I ain't got no business there, I'm staying at home with my mama. We going shopping. And they see you in the mall all fly, looking good with your grandmama holding her arm. That dude be like, ooh, wee. What is that? How are you? Can I help you? No, get out of my face. Who is this with? This is my grandmother. That dude going to follow you. He going to check you out on Instagram. He going to be everything because he been hanging out with a bunch of booty calls. But now he's thinking about a wife and a mother. And the way you treat your mama is the way he thinks you're going to treat his mama. She's listening to stuff and she's obeying even though she doesn't necessarily agree with it. She's just doing it because it came from somebody who was wise. Y'all like, we, Pastor the Bay, I'm looking for, none of these three things is in my list. Huh? And I'm telling you today, put them in your list. <laughs> If she ain't ready yet, Chad, if she, if she, if she wants to get married to you so that she can make you her project, which means she doesn't see herself as her project, you're getting ready to be worn out and I will see you walking around the park every day for an hour just to get out of the house. I'm going to do this quick. Yeah. Yes. Where is he? Three places to look for your man. Where's my bay? Where is he? Where is he? He's in church. He's on his knees in worship. He's not shy about worshiping. I'm an introvert. Don't marry no introvert in worship. He can't lift his hands or move side to side. He going to sit in the purple chair with his arms folded. Talking about he obey. What is that? He's in church worshiping. Well, can he be doing something? Yeah, but don't marry him until he's in church. Don't marry him until he's around some men who are lifting their hands. Well, he's kind of shy. Hmm, right, right. He needs to be in church lifting his hands. That's where your man is. He's worshiping. That's what Boaz was doing. When Boaz met everybody, he said, blessed be God who we worship. Blessed be God who we, that's how he greeted, that's how he greeted Ruth. Blessed be God who we worship. He was a worshiping man. Number two, your man is building his own vision. 
He's building it now. He's not waiting. He's building it. He's assembling the tools. He's putting it all together. Because vision is the most important thing to him. Are we okay? Vision is the most important thing to him. So he's building his vision. He's putting that thing together. A man that tells you, I need a wife so I can pursue my vision, means he hasn't started yet. And it probably means he's not going to do it when he gets you. See, if Adam, if Adam really knew God and his character, if Adam had knew God and his character, so, so give me that thing, he would have never received the apple. <laughs> if Adam understood what was written in Genesis Two, in Genesis 1, when she handed him the apple, he would have said, oh, sweetheart, we can't eat that. That's not in the vision for us, sweetheart. We, we can't eat that. God, God told us not to eat from that tree. Then he would have said, sweetheart, I provided all the money for you in the budget. You could have gotten any food, any food from anywhere, and you bring it to me but I can't eat something I didn't give you for us to eat. And then he would have said to her, come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. We're going to the God we worship. We're going to go see him with this. And he would have said, get on your knees, honey. Um, and Adam would have said, God, um, we are not, you told me not to eat from this tree. God, forgive me. Because I didn't make it plain to Eve. Eve's heart is not to dishonor you. She was just listening to wisdom. And maybe I didn't get it across to her that we're already like God. So God, we're going to lay this back under this tree. <laughs> we're not eating it. And we're asking you, Forgive us. That's built on vision. When your man knows who he is and you allow him to be who he is, you may make all the money. It don't make you the leader in the house. God is not coming to look for you, girl. He going to come and look for this dude. And all he wants to know from this dude is, hey, Martin, I saw what happened. Mm. You can't hide that from me. But I just want to know, are we still together? The plan we talked about in the second, are we still on that? Are we, are we smoking something else? Right. I mean, is what Eve, do you agree with what Eve did? Is this what y'all doing now? Because wow. yeah. if that's what y'all doing, I know what to do. But if this is not what y'all doing, I get it, Adam. I get it. Okay. You've just fixed it. You brought it back to me. Go back to your house. Martin, do something for me. Teach your wife. Make sure you communicate with her what I told you. Why? Oh, now you're sexist. No, God is. God told Adam before he created Eve. Making you, my brother, the teacher. Are you all right? Okay. God made you the teacher. Well, I'm going to marry a man. He don't know much about church, and I'm teaching him the word. Wrong bay. He's the wrong bay. He's the wrong bay. Yeah. 
until he can teach you something. How to cut your fingernails, change the oil, paint or something. Uh, show you something in the scripture. You need a teacher. You need a man that's like, calm down, sweetheart. That's not what we're going to do today. Let me help you up. And I'll give this apple back to you. <laughs> the last place you'll find your man. I know we're at noon now. You'll find him covering the women in his life. Don't mess with his sister. You mess with his mama, he's going to take you out. Now, when you see a man that says words like, she's really attractive, she's really attractive to me, but I can't date her because I'm not ready. I would ruin her if I did. If you see a man that's covering the women around him, he's protecting the girls in the hallway. He's saying that's not right. He's canceling the bullies in the school as they're treating girls wrong. He is, I knew my son would make a good husband when he said as a little boy in middle school in this church, he says, dad, I don't like the way that boy is treating her. I know they, they date in middle school, but he shouldn't treat her like that. He shouldn't talk to her like that. And I'm saying to him, stay out of that now. <laughs> you stay out of it, I'll handle it, I'm the pastor. He says, something has to be done. And I'm like, I, I, I get it. But what he was saying was, <clears throat> The way he's treated, I would not allow anybody to treat Callie that way. And I said, okay, he's a husband. And he's a father. Because he's covering women. Listen to me now. If he's not willing to cover you now, if he's not willing to keep his hands off you now, if, if he's not willing to protect your integrity now, he won't protect it after you're married. If he says to you, no, I, I, I can't go to dinner with you by myself. I, I can't go. I just can't do it. I'm not going to make it through that. <laughs> Why can't you? Because you really turn me on. Everything about you, you're just beautiful and fine. You wake up everything in me. I can't go with you. Oh, it ain't going to be. Yeah, we, No, he is saying to you, I really think we have something special and I don't want to ruin it. Insecure women, though, say, you don't like me. You're not attracted to me. You're lying. You got another girlfriend, don't you? No, it means he's really hoping. He wants to know without all that foolishness if you're the right person for him. And if you're not the right person for him, he wants to leave you as his mother, his, his grandmother, his sister, his niece. He wants to be able to say, God, I did what was right. Ruth wasn't looking for Boaz. Boaz wasn't looking for Ruth. They were both working. You're going to find your bay at harvest time. They met at harvest time. What does that mean? When the time is right, you're going to meet your bay. Unless you're called to singleness. You're going to meet him or her at harvest time. 
You're going to find her working in a vineyard and you're going to find him owning a vineyard. The man God's sending you is not broke and disgusted. He's healed. He's full of power. He's got some money. He's got some vision. I'm not saying you can't marry a man without money, but he better have some in his head. <laughs> You'll meet at harvest time. And when you meet Boaz, young lady, when you meet Bay, go back to your mom and them. If you don't have a mom, go back to older women and say, I think I met him. Tell them, don't tell him. If you're Boaz and you see her and you notice her in the field, understand you're going to have to pay her ransom. You won't get her for free. You're not going to get her for a $10,000 wedding reception. <laughs> That's not how this works. You're going to have to be like Boaz. You're going to have to lay down your life to redeem her which the kinsman redeemer could not do. Satan could not give his life to save us. Jesus did. 